as an occupational therapist, you might have some really big goals for yourself. And I'll tell you what, the killer of being able to reach your goals, right? It's this one thing. It's this one thing. Don't do this one thing if you want to reach your goals. My name is Huang. I'm an occupational therapist and certified hand therapist. And I want to help you to grow your business, start your business, grow your business, and really be able to reach whatever goals you have set up for yourself for this year. So I want to share with you, I work with OTs that want to get in hand therapy. They want to become certified hand therapists. And sometimes once they're certified hand therapists, they want to start their own OT clinic. They want to start some form of fashion or business. And this isn't exclusive to hand therapy, but I see it a lot in the hand therapy space. And I think I see it everywhere, regardless of what niche or sector of occupational therapy you work in. But this is this one thing. It's this one thing that I see over and over. And I, I promise you, if I've seen it in others, it's because I've seen it in myself. So I'm not trying to be out here talking shit about people. I just want to share with you my experience and hopefully from sharing what has what have I have identified and then the things that have helped me to get over it, it will help you as well. So the one killer of reaching your goals is desperation. Stop being desperate, stop acting desperate, and stop feeling desperate. And so I always equate this to very similar to dating, right? So if you're feeling really desperate to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you or you're not able to find that match, you essentially send out a very low vibration. And whether you believe in energy or not, there's a lot of energy around us. And I'm not going to go into too much of that, but people can sense your energy. People can sense when you're desperate. People can sense when you are not like that you don't care about them or they can sense that like your intentions aren't real. You know what I mean? If you can sense that from other people, imagine people can sense that from you too. And so a lot of times I feel like as OTs, like we're such nice people. We're so nice to, almost to a fault. And But with that whole being nice and wanting to help people, I think sometimes it comes across as being real desperate. And I see this a lot in the hand therapy world where people like become so desperate to become a CHT that they keep failing because of it, right? Lower, lower vibration doesn't really help. So stop being uh, desperate, stop acting desperate, and stop feeling desperate. So how, how do you go about doing some of those things? It's actually a mindset issue that you can take physical action, right? So if you want to change what you're thinking and how you're feeling, sometimes you do that by taking physical action in order to um, break the cycle or bring you out of it. Um, that's what I have mostly identified and what has worked for me. So I'll share it. Uh, I'll share what I've done. So I'll just share it and then we can go into a little detail. Goal writing has become really huge for me in the last several years and it's helped me to not feel desperate. I'll go into it a little bit. Uh, number two is managing your self-talk. And so sometimes it is, um, writing things out again, it comes out to physical action. So if you want to change, if you want to change some kind of mental mindset that you, you can't touch it, right? And you take physical action. Sometimes that physical action is in some form or fashion of writing and writing out your goals is one managing your self-talk, which sometimes it's managed by writing it out because you have to identify it when you write it out. And then number three is 
uh, at the end of the day, if you suck at something, that might be making you feel more desperate about it. So taking physical action to practice. So let's break that down a little bit because in business, the sense of desperation will kill your business. Again, it's a lower vibration. It's a subconscious thing. So it's not like people are like, oh, you're not going out there and saying, hey, I'm really desperate. And they're not going to you and saying, hey, you seem really desperate. It's very subconscious. It's very like this lower vibration thing. And at the end of the day, it shows uh, like that, that like insecurity or reduce level of confidence. And when you're running a business, you want to come across as confident because people buy from confident people or people buy their services from confident people. If you came to my clinic and you said, man, my shoulder's really hurting Wong and I don't really know what to do with it. My doctor has told me that I needed to have surgery. If I was like, maybe I can help you. I'm not really sure, but let's try it. And I'm charging you a lot of money. Like I have premium pricing, right? I don't take your insurance. Your little copay is unfortunately or fortunately not enough because I'm going to give you my full time and attention to fix that problem and fix it so well that you don't need to have injections and have surgery. But if I'm coming across, that's, oh my God, I want you to be my customer, my client so bad that I'm willing to do anything that person might sense my desperation and might feel like I'm not, maybe I'm not being truthful because I'm coming across as desperate. But if I am okay with, listen, I, and you come across as confident and say, yes, I know how to help you. And this is how I help people, right? I'm not desperate. You can come to me or you cannot come to me. Either way, I'm going to be really good. If you have that sort of mentality, that mindset, then that person is more likely to book an appointment with you than not to book an appointment with you because you're coming across as someone who can actually help them and confidently able to help them. So that to a certain extent is the practice that you have to get into. So let's go back into writing out your goals in order to reach your goals. So what's your business goals, right? So you can have a business goal. I have a business goal every year of I have a business goal of how much I want to make per year. And then I have a business goal of how much profit because I mean, like, listen, we need profit in order to be able to sustain things that happen. Three years ago, COVID hit. And if you were not profitable, that would have killed your business right then and there. So profitability is a huge aspect of business, not because you're going to pocket that and, and spend it, but a lot of it goes into building up your business and growing your business. So route your goals and then have a timeline. So in, in my business, I break it down. Not only do I break it down into like how much revenue I want to make and how much profit I want to make, but I have it broken down into like how many patients do I need a month? and how many new patients I need and from where are they coming from these new people. I also have a goal of, of how many visits per new person. So these are some specific goals that I have used and you could take them and make your own goals. We have monthly goals. So I have goals for my, my team. So every month you've, you, we want to hit this. I have a goal for the each role. Each role has to hit certain goals that they're responsible for. And those are 
the business goals. Those are each individual goals. I personally also have goals and I have a timeline to it. So I might write a whole year goal. I want to make this much money. I want to do this every day. I want to like, I have a weight loss goal. So I haven't met it, but <laughs> I still have a weight loss goal by X number of time. I want to weigh this much. I actually have a, a physical goal of, I don't want to be in pain right? I've hurt my knees way too often. <laughs> and I have a physical goal of not being in pain and to be able to jump. Because <laughs> You know, like, I want to go skiing. I'm actually taking my kids skiing. And I initially injured one of my knees skiing. I injured my other knee in two other separate incidents of falls. And so like, my knees are shot. Okay, I'm trying to avoid a total knee replacement in the future of my life. And I have a physical goal of not being in pain, right? Because I feel like a hypocrite if my therapy clinic is all about helping people not be in pain and then my ass is racked up with pain, right? So I, that's a physical goal that I have every year. Okay, Juan, you're going to be able to jump. You're going to be able to do whatever you want. You're not going to have hand pain. You're not going to have shoulder pain. This neck is moving, right? My spine is moving. These are all just examples of goals, but they're important. What's important to you? I have financial goals. I have fitness goals. I have personal like goals, like vacation goals. I have, I have goals to go on vacation with my family, but I have goals to go on vacation with my friends, business friends and things like that, that, that fuel me to, to be able to do business. So write out those goals and when you can identify those goals and then you take one goal and you break it down, you can work on something. It, it helps you to, it gives you the physical act so that you can work through the sense of desperation of not meeting your goals, whatever your goals are right? Number two is manage your self-talk, right? So you have to identify, this is really big. That's why we got celebration balloons. <laughs> manage your self-talk. What stories are you telling yourself? I do this not just from a business standpoint, but I do this with my students inside my programs to help them become certified hand therapists. Manage your self-talk. What stories are you telling yourself? You have to identify them in order to manage them. So I'll tell you one of my biggest self-talks for the longest time is, and it comes from your past, but it sticks with your future. And so I used to, I don't feel that smart, right? Like book smart. I'm a hard worker. I will outwork anybody. I have a fear. I will work through that fear. I can't do something. I will, I will effing figure it out. So the persistence in me is there, but I don't always feel book smart because not, I don't memorize things really well. I don't have a photographic memory. I can't cite research. Like people love that shit. Oh, I saw this research and from volume 13, page nine of 1972. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so that's not my strong suit. I used to say I'm not a good test taker, but I've passed every fucking test that I've ever taken. And I don't need an A. I was always a B student. So I think that from my Asian culture, they were always like, you have to be an A student or you suck or you're stupid. Since I wasn't an A student, I gravitated towards that story and I hung on to that story, but I'm actually pretty smart. <laughs> but what makes me smart 
isn't the same as what other people have valued, I have a different type of smart and it's not from memory and it's not from, I don't know, being quizzed, but damn, am I really good at problem solving? I can think through shit. Like I can break things down. Like my brain just works differently, but if you can manage your self-talk and you can manage the stories that you're telling about yourself, you can succeed in business. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest things in business is I don't want to sell. Oh, I don't want to sell. I don't want to sound, um, how do you call it? Like I'm taking advantage of someone or I don't want to sound like a used car person, car salesman, blah, 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 or whatever. But when you're in business as an occupational therapist, as any business, the only way to succeed in business is to sell. But you're not selling something you don't believe in. You're selling something you believe in and it should be you, right? It should be you. It should be your service. But selling is not something we're taught in school as occupational therapists. And so sometimes it can be really foreign to us. And so when you start your business and you feel like, I don't want to bother that person, you actually might be making it harder for them and they want to buy from you. They want your services, but you've just now made it harder for them because you're like, I don't want, I don't want to bother. I don't want to tell them. And then when you are desperate for the sale, then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, but then you're sending out a different energy, right? And so you got to manage that self-talk. So you identify all those things. And then here's number three is the most important thing is if you suck at something, practice. So when I initially started my business, I don't know why I didn't think that selling was really important. I worked in my parents' business for a majority of my life. Like my parents started their own business. We sold in the flea markets. Until we got enough money and then my mom grew her business and then went into warehouse wholesaling. And we did nothing but sell. So people would come in and they would want to buy. We did silk flowers. They would want to buy silk flowers. We opened those silk flower arrangements. We made arrangements for them. Oh, you like that? You want a dozen? Let's go. What color would you like? They were there to buy silk flowers and we sold them silk flowers, right? We weren't selling them shit they didn't want. We want, we asked them what they want. I don't know why it took me so long to take that concept and put it into my business. And I was like, oh, yes, therapy. Nobody wants therapy. Do you think any of my patients wanted to break their finger, wanted to have stiffness, wanted to have shoulder pain? None of them people wanted to have these problems, but they need me right? They need the services that I provide because they can't move their finger. They can't write their stuff. They can't do that. They can't button their buttons. They can't drive. They can't sleep, right? So in order for me to be able to make my business work is I needed to practice this one particular skill of a communication, of persuasion, of asking the right questions in the right order in order to know what they're looking for. And then to say, Hey, you have, I have what you're looking for. You want this? I have it. And here's how to work with me. That, that's all that is. That's selling. But I think that when you're desperate because you don't have any patience or you don't have anyone on your schedule, you will put that out. You will put that sense of desperation out and it will kill your business. It's something that I spend a lot of time training my team on. And I think that, and this, we do exactly what I'm sharing with you here. 
We write our goals down. We manage to self-talk. And I pick up on little key words. And I'm like, wait, hey, hold on. Let's identify where these words are coming from. And we work on that. And then we practice until they feel really comfortable, until they feel really good, until they no longer suck at having these types of conversations. Because I don't want people, I don't want my staff, I don't want myself feeling desperate. Because when you feel desperate about something, you just want, you just put out a lower level of energy that you're not, that you somehow, that you don't believe in yourself, somehow that you're not good enough. And it, yeah, it just, it reduces someone's subconscious perception of you. And desperation is the killer of reaching your goals. You have goals to hit a certain revenue to to make your business go you you have a goal of how you're going to be marketing your business marketing is attention and that's a vibe that's a vibration you can't go out there and be like oh my god but you have to buy my services and you have to come to me right you the marketing that's attention you want to put out the right vibe for the type the right type of attention you want developing your team is a vibe i can't if i come across as desperate to them like how is that going to make them feel right selling is a vibe selling is a vibe it's an exchange of energy and if your energy is low and that vibe is wrong you're gonna make less sales into your business managing your money that's a vibe if you're constantly feeling a sense of desperation with your money man that's a deep rooted vibe that's a deep that's for another day but that's a deep rooted vibe and you have to be careful with being desperate acting desperate and and feeling desperate. And that takes work. That's an inside job. It's not an outside job. So anyway, I hope this video helped you. I know it's a little deeper. It's a little more on mindset, but it's really important um, because what we feel, what we think is what we say. So yeah, if you like this video, my name is Huang Tron and I'm here to help OTs grow their business so they have more and more choices. And if you like this video, hit the subscribe button and there's a link down below. It's called the OT Business Corner and hop on into my community and that's where I share even more tips and share videos just like this. All right, until next time, peace out.